Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. This is officially number 31 in our series called Psychology on Vinyl, where we try to understand both the subtle and blatant psychology behind and within famous records. This, my friends, is a first for this Psychology on Vinyl series. Are you sitting down? Get this. The album we will be talking about this time was released this year. Are you kidding me? A record came out in 2022, and it was so good that we're talking about it in 2022, and they're touring it as we speak? Yep, it's that good. It is really that good. This time, we are going to check out the 32nd album by Elvis Costello. It's Elvis Costello and the Imposters, and the record is called The Boy Named If. The album was actually released this past January. Now, he and his band, which includes uh, Davey Farragher on bass, Pete Thomas on drums, and Steve Naive on keyboards and piano, are just so ridiculously on point on this record. And you know what the cool thing is? If you go all the way back to Elvis Costello's debut record, My Aim is True, from 1977, Steve Naive was there. If you go to the very next year in his next album, This Year's Model, Pete Thomas was there. And the bass player has been with him in The Imposter since 2001, respectively. I mention this because these are long periods of musical time spent understanding and interpreting one another. And on this record, they make it sound so easy, though it's anything but. The other factor, Costello's voice still holds up incredibly well. And this man can still very much put pen to paper better than most of his peers can. I also have to say this. Steve Naive was kind enough to supply me with one of the best interviews that I had ever done for my old Eclectic Blogs conglomerate. That interview drew me closer to his own solo work, which is so, so good. Even the albums that are just straight piano records, they're going to pull at your heartstrings. I, I mentioned that for a reason. My point is this. Elvis Costello is one of the best songwriters of all time, in my opinion. But when you put Steve next to him and these two work up songs together, it's way, way impossibly good. True, the more outspoken and the one who bears the name on the cover of the album deserves the lion's share of the attention, no question. But don't discount his secret weapon. The secret weapon that Elvis Costello has that he can use at his disposal to detonate any creative mental block or pothole along the way with extra brilliance and possibility, namely Steve Naive. So let's jump into this record. The very first track is called Farewell Okay. 
you can apparently take Elvis out of a college in Liverpool, but you can't take the Liverpool out of Elvis. This track in, initially to me, it, it just it resonated like the Beatles version of Dizzy Miss Lizzie, that driving great old rock and roll, except maybe after the lyrics completed going to grad school. <laughs> uh, it's a relationship on the rocks song. That's how I interpret it. Here's some sample lyrics. I thought you'd change and get a little humble. You strike your strange disposition like a drummer hits a cymbal. Great imagery, as always. The title track, too, has such great lyrical turns of phrase. Not only listen to the music, which you should, and it's very catchy, by the way, but also just take the time to notice the lyrics that are going on in these songs, especially that second one as well. Another standout track, and, and just by the way, those that are new to this program, we don't go over all of them. We just kind of give you a, kind of a, a bird's eye view of the record and let you explore on your own. Another standout track that jumped out for me is the track called Paint the Red Rose Blue. Listen to some of these words. He was the youngest of five and the only son. He called his wife by a nickname as his father had done. Not the root, not the branch, not the flower or stem. He had the wildest of dreams, but he rarely remembered them. Turn the red rose, paint the red rose blue. What was he to do but turn the red rose? I did a little homework on this, and Elvis Costello was quoted as saying that this song is, quote, the account of someone who has long courted theatrical darkness only for its violence and cruelty to become all too real. And in its wake, a bereft couple learned to love again, painting a melancholy blue over the red of romance. That's wonderful. In fact, I wanted to explore this more on a psychological level because that's what this this show does. And the findings turned out really interesting. Uh, Psychology Today had an appropriate piece, for example, called to rekindle or not to rekindle. That is the question. Some thoughts there as such are. In case you too find yourself in an off-again, on-again relationship, there are a few things that you should know. And the biggest one, you, my friend, are not alone. Getting back together with an ex-partner, also known as the act of rekindling or relationship churning or relationship cycling or on-again, off-again relationships, is a common relationship phenomenon. In fact, in one study, researchers found that over one-third of cohabiting couples and one-fifth of spouses have rekindled their current romantic relationship. And the data suggests that rekindling may be even more common in dating relationships. It continues. While no one is saying that a rekindled relationship cannot work for you, perhaps the better question to ask is what makes you think the fate of your union will be different this time? Remember when Einstein said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results? 
Well, perhaps the key to successful rekindling is working on ourselves to ensure that the issues that arose before did not derail the relationship again, at least on our end, because we're trying our best to work on ourselves. Well, the music on Turn the Red Rose Blue is, is beyond complimentary to the words. In fact, I remember asking Steve Naive if he writes for feel or with the prospect of a specific genre in mind as a goal. He told me that he has always created music following a sensual path rather than an intellectual one. For example, he said that he always admired the eclectic artists, but the problem with eclecticism is that it leaves some listeners with the feeling that you haven't had a clear decision about your work. He told me, though, that he continues to think that specialization is now a thing of the past, and especially in music, which is eclectic beyond the divisions imposed by different languages and cultures because, again, his quote, it really is the universal language. How perfect is that? And, and that's the person who is supplying some of the music behind the words of Turn the Red Rose Blue. Magnificent Hurt is another great one here. And guys, I'm not kidding. There is no filler on this album. I'm just kind of hand-picking ones that I like the best. Listen to the cheeky words on this song. After talking in tongues, I began to preach. What falls from the branch is an apple or peach. Hold on to me. There's a red alert. It's the way you make me feel. Magnificent hurt. I took a little walk. I took another stimulant. I shed a single tear for my predicament. Don't act surprised or insolent. It's the way you make me feel magnificent hurt. I speak low and intimate like a cardboard sophisticate. What if this is true love, not some town hall certificate? It's the way you make me feel magnificent hurt. <coughs> Excuse me. This is so fresh and bright and punchy, especially musically, that it would totally have fit beautifully on one of his 70s records. Especially, again, when Steve Naive's organ joins the mix. Now, regarding the thought behind a song like Magnificent Hurt, the Association for Psychological Science website said this, he said, most of us see the connection between social and physical pain as a figurative one. We all agree that love hurts, but we don't necessarily think it hurts the way that, say, being kicked in the shin hurts. At the same time, life often presents a compelling argument that the two types of pain share a common source. For example, older couples frequently make the news because they can't physically survive without one another. Here's one example from early 2012. There was a couple named Marjorie and James Landis of Johnstown, Pennsylvania. They were married for 65 years, yet they died just 88 minutes apart. So the truth is that you don't have to be a sentimentalist to believe in the concept of broken hearts. A few years ago, 
a group of doctors at Johns Hopkins University reported a rare but lethal heart condition caused by acute emotional distress. The problem is technically known as stress cardiomyopathy, but the press likes to call it broken heart syndrome. And you know what? The medical professions, the medical professionals don't object to that nickname. So, so what does all of this teach us essentially? Psychology researchers have found a good deal of literal truth embedded in the metaphorical phrases comparing love to pain. Other great songs that are on this record, we're going to just kind of talk about a couple more. Uh, in fact, this one is some more beautiful wordsmith activity is on the, it kind of sounds a little bit to me like a Mr. Kitish. <laughs> benefit of Mr. Kite type sounding song called Trick Out the Truth. But seriously, listen to this. It's a sin to tell a lie until we trick out the truth. That depends on what you do and don't believe, what you have hidden up your sleeve. Younger than your shadow and as sweet as your tooth. What have you forbidden from my view? What have you kept from me? What if I held from you? Longer than the shadow of some pulp fiction sleuth standing in a costume of your choice lady godiva on a horse and godzilla of course for we should part at the end of the day when angels attend you to whisk you away we're falling down deep like children into sleep what will they say when they haul you away will anyone miss you or kiss you to say goodbye with a tear or a coin for your eye when they finally trick out the truth I love that his lyrics are not just still interesting after all these years, but they also still have a, a bite to them after all these years. The last track to me is a standout as well. Uh, it's called Mr. Crescent. It, 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 to me, it atmospherically has a tastiness of like an old standard, like I only have eyes for you, but in its own way and other perfect, sophisticated, old, glorious songs that sound kind of like this. You know, I could have chosen other records by Elvis Costello for this series, and maybe I still will down the line. It would be easy to do. There's so many good, full albums with radiant moments. Like, think about the song Kinder Murder from his Brutal Youth record, or Jackson's Monk and Row from his Juliet Letters record. I did this one because it is just so exciting to hear something that's out right now that's this good. And something that I can tell you with true sincerity, I dug this thing with one listen, and it just kept getting better. That is a tall order in our present world, and this one delivers. Let's close with this. We quoted Albert Einstein once already. Let's quote him again. He, he once said this. I live in that solitude which is painful in youth, but delicious in the years of maturity. So does this album. That essentially is the perfect way to describe this album. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist. 
And for this Psychology on Vinyl series, the subject matter is the playlist itself. So we have for you this time around a refresher podcast, Elvis Costello and the Imposters, The Boy Named If playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. You can type in refresher podcast, Elvis Costello and the Imposters, The Boy Named If. 13 songs. Let's name them. The first one, Farewell Okay, The Boy Named If. Penelope Halfpenny, The Difference, What If I Can't Give You Anything But Love, these songs are really good, guys, Paint the Red Rose Blue, Mistook Me for a Friend, My Most Beautiful Mistake, Magnificent Hurt, The Man You Love to Hate, The Death of Magic Thinking, Trick Out the Truth, and Mr. Crescent. That is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Elvis Costello and the Imposters, the boy named If. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show. It is always so much fun to look at the demographic reports to see where the new ones are coming from. Thank you so much. We have listeners, for example, in the United States now in Brentwood, Tennessee, and in Altadena, California. And we have some new listeners that happen to make up some of our awesome neighbors. Uh, we have new listeners in South Holland, in the Netherlands, in Stockholm, Sweden, in Ile de France, in France, in Rio de Janeiro, in Brazil, and in Buenos Aires, Argentina. That was a big week for new people. So, so amazing. That never gets old. We really, really want to welcome you to our program, everyone, everywhere. All this show simply would not exist without you. If you could all do me a favor and please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. If you have social media and you're comfortable doing so, perhaps let your friends know about us on your social media. Also, if you'd like to keep this podcast stay up and running, if you would like, you can make a small monthly contribution just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If that's something you want to do and you're so inclined, that would be great. But whether you do that or whether you don't, just please feel free to listen and enjoy the show anytime. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late. And you know who it was written by. Do I even have to tell you at this point? Mr. John Villafuerte. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time.